Okay, round two. Name something that's not boring. A laundry? Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. everybody tuning in it's going to be another fantastic wintry day here we're hitting the winter getting close but uh, I want to thank everybody for all the emails we got some topics to talk about today but I want to thank everyone for all the emails and and uh, we had a great reaction to the last podcast uh, to be honest I think probably the number one uh, podcast of the year as far as reaction to it seems to be a lot of people that uh, I'd say majority agreed with the things I was saying. I had a couple of people write me saying that I was off my rocker, which is good. Um, but each person has their own opinion. You know, you, you have your own opinions. And I have a lot of emails from uh, from people stating that they agree with me on the political front more than anything else. Some people thought I went a little over the top, but uh, that's kind of what I do here. You know, I, I, I'm just I'm just frustrated, you know, and I think, you know, I think that is definitely the case for most humans as they get older, they, they get a little more disgusted with, with the way things have become around them. And I think that's, that's normal. I mean, we heard it from our parents and I don't know, you know, I don't know if it's just, I don't know if it's actually the case or if it's just perception but there's no doubt in my mind that, you know, as I look around me and I and I see and I hear and I you know I I got just returned from Alaska, 
and uh, had a great experience there. You know, it, it, it's Hawaii is uh, like a, like its own country. You know, the, it's a it's their own culture, and I, I like that. And you know, I think that you you meet different people, and they have different way of looking at life, and you know, but it but it's it's kind of shocking to me the level of I guess laziness. It's it's difficult for me because we live in a time now where people are so entitled, you know, and, and I travel around the world and I get to meet people of different cultures and, and different races and and I think that all in all, people have gotten extremely entitled and lazy. I know that when I was Maybe I'm wrong. Maybe I was this way too. I don't know. I know when I was younger, it was a constant battle. I was working every day and and woke up every morning to to get the grind going and and I'd work four or five jobs just to be able to afford that next TV I wanted, you know, or whatever I wanted. But it's weird. It's weird the way people think now. You know, just the. Uh, Entitlement. You know, people think that they deserve this or they deserve that or they should just take this or take that. And nobody's willing to. I, I don't know. Like, I always felt guilty. Maybe, I, you know what I think it is? I really do believe this. I really believe it's how you're raised. You know, I was raised in a family where we lived paycheck to paycheck. You know, and I grew up in the Compton area, so I didn't really have a lot. We didn't, we never had a lot. Now, it wasn't like we were kids wanting more. We just, we always felt that was just, you know, the way it was. We didn't complain about it. You know, I get one pair of basketball shoes a year. I, you know, I, I live, we lived a different way. You know, you didn't waste food, you know, because we didn't have a lot of money. So my dad made it very clear to me, whatever he puts on the plate, we're eating. And, you know, we just, we just lived in a different mindset. You know, we, when we grew up, we didn't go to our friends' houses and eat their food because none of us really had a lot of food. And to just go over to your buddy's house and start pounding his food and drinking their drinks it was very disrespectful. You know, there were times I went over to some friend's house and maybe, maybe they had a lot of money and the parents would come out and give you some things. But I always felt like they all they all knew that we were not well off we were okay but we were not well off so they felt like oh let's feed these boys because they don't get a lot of food at home and i took that as a disrespectful tone as well but the way people live now it, it is give me give me give me what i i have to i have to do what 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 i i can't just and they don't even blink twice about it it, it really is frustrating you know, you got a society where, you know, the government is supposed to pay for everything. You know, why why would somebody work if they're getting more money to sit on their ass and do nothing? You know, well, what's the motivation? What's the motivation to get up and get a job and work and put in 10 hours if you're only going to make 30 more dollars a week than you would if you were just sitting down doing nothing and faking it and acting like you were looking for a job? You know, everybody has their hand out. I knew I was going to go off to college. I knew I wasn't going to have a lot of money because I had a scholarship and you can't really work. 
So I know when I went to college, I made enough money at, at whatever menial jobs I had in high school. I saved my money. So I had some money when I went to college. I just, nowadays, they don't think that way. They think, hey, I want that. I'm just going to take it. And if you don't let me have it, I'm going to complain about it. Why? I, why? I don't get free this. I don't get free that. I don't get free, you know, I, what, what do you mean? I, it's, it's not my fault I'm not working. It's it's racism. It's society. But but in my opinion, it's how you're raised. I look at how someone behaves, and I I personally just blame the parents. I mean, if you're a guy that just expects to have things done for you, or you, or you mooch off people, or you're a user, and you don't you don't take care of yourself, and you complain that you don't have enough money, and I've I have had to deal with this, you know, the majority of my life. I have lived on my own since I was 18, so I've I've never been a guy that had to. Uh, Depend on someone else to raise me. It's embarrassing. And if you if you're a thirty year old guy and you don't know how to live on your own, I mean, you got problems. And that's not your fault. It's the fact you have bad parents that never really taught you how to live on your own. It's it's just uh, it's really embarrassing. And I'm looking at these young kids. You know, I have a bunch of young, young kids that play basketball for me, and they're not not—they're not very good. Not, uh, some are, but most of them, 90% of them are not going to make it to the next level. So I try and teach them life lessons in the process. And last night we had a little mini workout, and I'm talking to some guys about, you know, be, be independent. Take care of yourself. Even if you're living at home, do your own laundry, cook your own food, buy your own food. If you're a grown-ass man, you don't go out and have mommy buy your food for you. You don't, you don't, you don't come home and say, hey, mom, uh, we need some milk. Can you go get some milk for us today? You go buy it yourself. Get a job. You're not paying rent. You're living at home. And you're 30 years old. That, that's, in my world, that's a loser. That's a major league loser. I mean, my God, when I was 18, I got out, and I was out. I was happy to be out, and my parents told me, you're out. You're not living under my roof and me paying for you and taking care of you. And then, you know, I hear the old comeback as well. You know, we want to save money so that when we save money. Well, you don't save money because then when you leave home, you don't have any money. It's just amazing to me how people just – I don't know how people do it. I don't know how you live that way. I don't know how you can live as a man. I don't know how you can live as a man and not provide for yourself. I don't know. I don't get it. It's a new world. And it's all over the society. It's not just in sports. Sports is really bad. You know, Clint Eastwood went on recently and said, you know, little boys in class have to go home with the first place trophy. The use of was he, I think he was complaining about the word uh, hero, saying that it's overused. I don't know if hero's overused, but he's like, it's a different, you know, he's talking just like I'm talking. You know, about it's certainly different when I grew up. It's all in this sort of politically correct thing where everyone has to win a prize. 
All the boys in class have to go home with the first place trophy. Yeah. Then everyone's called a hero. I don't know. I don't know if everyone calls people a hero. I, I don't. I've never used that word. I don't call anybody a hero. Maybe in politics. But you know, safe space and. I, I don't like this, and I don't know how to get over this, and, you know, I need to talk to a counselor. Man, I think counselors are the biggest scam in the history of society. I, I, I don't, again, I know I'm an idiot, but seeing a counselor to me is the dumbest thing I've ever heard of. I, I know friends of mine that go to counseling, and I'll say, well, you know, what, you, what is it like? They sit on the couch, and they talk for an hour. And then the person, the counselor says things like, well, have you thought about, like, maybe looking for a job? Have you thought about maybe breaking up with her? Have you thought about maybe moving up? I mean, I I don't get it. What a scam. I need to go, you know, all they need is someone to talk to in general, not a counselor. You just have no friends. I guess I could see people going to counseling that have no friends. If you don't have a friend, then you go buy a friend. That's what you're doing. But I don't know where I come from. People have problems. They just talk to me or I talk to them, and there's your counseling session. Boom, done. And usually it's better because they know you, and they know what works for you and how you think. Go to a counselor. What a joke. We're going to go to marriage counseling. We're going to go to peer counseling. I don't know, man. It's about mental toughness. It's about the ability to be self-sufficient. You know, if you were, if you lived at home your whole life, and all of a sudden you got a job where you had to move to another state, and you had to live on your own, that that's going to be difficult. They wouldn't even know how to live on their own. What do I do, Mom? What do I do? What, what is this thing called uh, electricity? How do I get that? How, how do I how do I how do I get my cable? How do I get a satellite? How do I I don't, I don't understand all these bills I have to pay. What, what how, how does this work? I have no credit. I'm 30 years old and I don't know how to live on my own. Uh, so when you go to a grocery store, you have to actually pay for the food. Wait wait wait. So if I turn on the heater, I have that's actually money. Well, how, how am I supposed to pay? I didn't know I had to pay for things like this. I thought it was just all given out for free. The house is a mess. They don't clean up after themselves. They don't know how to do their laundry, or they do laundry every day. So, wait, I don't understand this. So, I, I know I use hot water a lot and take a lot of hot showers, and usually they're 20 minutes long, but I didn't know I had to pay for that. Wait, something happens to my car. I have to pay for that, too? Wait, I don't understand this. I grew up in a society where I just, if, if I didn't have enough, I just asked my mommy, and she took care of it. But that's the society we live in. And our government has provided this kind of lifestyle for us. You know, then you've got presidents saying things like, you know, those of us that have too much money, we should be giving out giving money to those that don't. What a joke. You know, and all these people that say that, oh, is Hillary Clinton giving up some money? Is she giving up all her money and income to people? Is Barack Obama, when he retires, when he gets out of this 
presidential thing, he's going to be making millions of dollars. I'm hoping that he's giving a lot of that to charity. I'm hoping that when he makes $10 million for a speech, that he says, you know, that's not fair that I get $10 million just for talking. So I'm going to give uh, $9 million of that up to charity. I'm going to give it to those that don't have enough. I'm going to create a, create a fund for people in Compton so that uh, they have $9 million that they can use for a rec center. You know he's not doing that. But I got a lot of great emails. You know, and, and it's, it's like the Trump thing. Isn't it weird how almost every celebrity is weak and soft and whiny? You know, you, it, I, I don't, I don't, you know, I grew up where you just respected the presidency, you respected the flag. You know, whoever was your president, you supported them. You might not like them, you might not agree with them, but you had to support them. Now, I, you know, you go to this uh, Hamilton where you're spending 400 bucks to go watch a play, and some dude gets on his little uh, podium there and starts to talk and starts ripping the vice president, basically. And, and I mean, I wish I was in that. Here's what I would have done if I was in this. And for those of you that don't know, I mean, maybe you're living under a rock. But at this play, Hamilton, some one of the guys doing the play stands up and starts – criticizing Vice President Pence for being in the stands, and he's, I don't know what he's saying. Basically that you're a racist. (laughs) Everybody's a racist. Don't drive a white car, racist. But if I was sitting in the stands and he went off on that little speech, I know I would have said something, and I would have embarrassed the woman I was with or whoever I was with. I would have, you know, that's the only reason I wouldn't have done it, but I would have stood up in the middle of his speech and just went off. And excuse me, excuse me, excuse me. Uh, yeah, Mr. Hamilton or whoever you are, I paid 450 bucks to be here for this garbage play of yours, which is a hideous, disgusting mess. And I can't believe I did this, but I did it because she wanted to come see the play. And I had no desire to see it because I'm not really a guy that likes Broadway or the people that attend Broadway. So I'm here watching this stupid play of yours. I didn't spend $450 to hear you preach to me in a political rant off the books about something you don't like about this or that. Shut your stupid mouth and go back and perform the play or give me my money back. I am not going to sit here and listen to you rant on a personal political thing. I paid for services that you are now not providing. So you better give me my money back or I'm going to make a massive scene. And I'm gonna, I'll tell you what else. Before I would have stood up, I would have had somebody filming it, too. I'd be like, hey, honey, here, film this. I'm going to go off and go nuts. And I would say, listen, I don't care about your political beliefs. I don't care about them. Maybe I voted for Hillary Clinton, too. Maybe I don't like the fact that president is going to be Donald Trump. Maybe I do. Maybe I don't. Bottom line is, I don't want to hear it from you. I didn't pay money to come here and listen to you give me a rant about your personal beliefs. And to me, if you think racism is heavy— why don't you go down to the deep south, or why don't you go to Chicago? Why don't you go to Compton? You're sitting up here doing some dumbass play that really is really overrated, and you're going to sit here and make millions of dollars and complain about racism? What are you, Colin Kaepernick? Why don't you shut your mouth? Did you vote? I do not care about what you think or what you said. If I want to hear you speak in a political rant, why don't you start a new play on Broadway called My Political Beliefs? 
and why the world is against me because everyone is racist. Then if I pay money to hear that speech, then I can hear you rant. Then I'll pay you. In fact, you probably have to pay me to attend that. But I did not spend $400 to listen to this. So why don't you just shut your mouth? And then I would have made a scene, and then somebody would have had to kick me out. And then I would have said, you're going to kick me out because I'm doing the same thing he's doing. He's getting up, and he, he, he cuts the playoff midway, and he's going to give me a little rant about politics and racism. Well, why, I can't stand up and, and get into a debate with this guy? Now, I could see if he was performing his play and I'm being disruptive. There's no play going on here. It's okay, though. Go ahead and do what you want. Then you got this, uh, what cops are being killed every other day. People are tweeting me as I'm speaking. So this guy, what he, I think he killed a cop in San Antonio, if I'm not mistaken. I mean, I could be wrong on this. And his quote was, society not letting me see my son. Society not letting me see my son. I lashed out at someone who didn't deserve it. My bad. You know, society's not letting me see my son. Well, why is, not, why is society not letting you see your son? I don't know. Maybe he's a drug addict. Maybe he's a criminal. Well, this kind of proves it, doesn't it? What kind of per- so who, is it society's fault they're not letting you see your son? Well, you're the kind of person that will just shoot a cop randomly. Then St. Louis, same thing. Some guy goes out and kills a cop, kills cops. Why? Because you got idiot losers preaching that cops are bad, that cops are racist. Then some judge went on saying that he is your president. And I agree with this guy said some guy went off. He's like a judge. I don't know. Just some random judge. And he said exactly what we all should say. But we're so soft. We live in a soft world. He goes, you're a citizen of the United States. He's your president. And he will be your president. And if you don't like it, leave. There's no one stopping you. Canada. Go live in Mexico. Go live in Australia. Go live in France. Go somewhere else. You don't have to live here. I'll tell you one thing, just as as the person I am, and, you know, I've been a competitive person my entire life, and I think that's something that people don't understand. Growing up where I grew up, everybody lived and died for sports because that was the only thing you could do that didn't take money. Nowadays, sports takes a lot of money. But back then, you could just go down to a YMCA, you can go to a rec leagues, you can go to a park and play pick. The reason why all of us in the hood played sports is because it was free. Couldn't go to movies. Couldn't go to Disneyland or Knott's Berry Farm or Magic Mountain. Couldn't go to games. But you could play ball. So you grow up being competitive. And as a man, I don't like what, what we stand for now. People are just so weak. Sports all the time. Things don't go your way. You just roll over and quit. Just give up. Game's not going your way. Ah, just mail it in. People don't compete. They don't fight. I got to get sleep. I got to do this. I got to do that. It's just everyone around me is weak. 
And I see I travel around the world, man. I don't just travel within my little community here. I am all over the world. I'll be in London in six weeks. I mean, I'm all over the world. I'll be in Oregon. I'll be in Alaska. I'll be in Hawaii. I'll be in Taiwan. I'll be in Japan. I'll be in Australia. I'm going to go to Germany. I'll be in Greece in August. So I, I see it all over. So I, all I see is weakness everywhere I go. The, the American Music Awards. There's people going up there and, and going berserk saying that, you know, we have a racist this, racist that. They don't know what they're talking about. They just use that as a crutch. If you're a loser and things aren't going your way and you can't seem to pull yourself out, you just blame racism. That's it. That's all you do. Or society. You don't just find a way. Then you watch Sports Center. It's the same way there. It's a disgusting mess. It's a hodgepodge of just weakness. And as an American, I'm just embarrassed at how weak we are. When my president goes up there, and you know, I have problems with that. When my president goes up and says things like, oh, we have to give more to this and give more to that. And, hey, if you continue to do this, we're going we're gonna to take care of it. See, that was when he, he, the, the president lost me in the past when he said things like to Syria, if you continue to do this, uh, then you're going to pay the consequences. And the guy kind of looks at us and laughs at us and says, well, I'm going to continue to do it because I know you're not going to do anything. And he did, and we did nothing. And then we got a bunch of people running around whining about this, whining about, I don't want to go to war, I don't want to do this, I don't want to do that. You know what? Then shut your mouth about everything else. I don't want to hear anything. I don't want to hear you complain. But, you know, we're, 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 something bad is going to happen eventually. Because of our political correctness and letting people in and, you know, the, the soft borders and the sanctuary cities, you know, what I would love, I know this is kind of bad to say. It, it, it's not, you know, it's not the politically correct thing to say. But, I would like to see what happens if in one of these sanctuary cities, one of these criminal aliens committed a crime against the mayor's family, meaning robbed their house, beat up their kid, stole from them, or, heaven forbid, someone in their family, to the point where there was major damage. I would like to see how they react then. I would like to see how they react when one of these guys that they protect commits a crime against them. Do they say at that time, well, we still believe in that. We can let criminal aliens come live in our city. Uh, that's, you know, that, that's the right thing to do. I want to hear if they would say that if somebody shot their, their son and killed him. Would they be saying that then? Or would they change their tone and say, you know what, um, I don't think that's right. Uh, we got to get rid of these criminal aliens because they're raping and killing and murdering. And now that it's happened to me, I think we should do something about it. But usually it won't happen then because of where they live and the security they have. Hmm. 
We are just a soft country. You know, here's an example of it. I'm watching a football game last night, and the referees are hideous. The referees in the NFL are a hideous mess, but you can't criticize them. Well, why not? They're professional. If they're not performing to their abilities, then why not criticize them? I mean, they were a mess. They were a mess. And moving into sports now, the NFL has major problems. Ratings are down. Here's the reasons why. The announcers aren't very good. That's number one. Outside of Troy Aikman, I like Phil Sims. I like Gruden. I still think they should put Herm Edwards in the booth. I think Herm Edwards is phenomenal. Outside of that, everybody else kind of sucks. Another reason is there's no real stars in the league anymore. But the main reason why the games are bad and the, and the viewing is down and the numbers are down is because the game itself is getting boring. It's boring. It takes forever. The best way to watch a football game is while watching something else or on, on, on replay video where you can fast forward. I, I, text, I tried it last night of no action. There was eight minutes of a kickoff, and that's it. So touchdown, extra point, commercials, come back, kick it out of the end zone, more commercials. Eight minutes later, you got to play. I mean, then two minutes after that, injury commercials. Come back, do about two or three more plays. Replay review, more commercials. Come back after that. Uh, 40-yard touchdown pass, penalty. Bring it back. Next time down, it's fourth, it's third and 36. And the guy throws uh, a five-yard pass. Penalty. Illegal hands, first down. Penalty. Wide receiver was not covering up the tight end. Penalty. Illegal formation. Penalty. It's like, th- this game is hard to watch. Penalty. Commercial. Review. Penalty. Commercial. Touchdown. Commercial. Kickoff. Commercial. Come back, blown call, 40-second huddle, penalty, delay of game. It's like, oh, oh, it's like pulling teeth. So you know what I do now? I say, screw this. I'm just kidding. On Monday night and Sunday night, I just hit record. And I'll watch a movie where I'm not stressed out and bored out of my skull. And then I'll go to bed. And then I'll wake up in the morning, and I'll just watch the game, and it'll take me about 40 minutes to watch the entire game. As I fast-forward all the dead action. You know, I watch Australian Football League. They are, they're, their players don't get paid very much. It's kind of a, you know, it's like a lower-level league. But the, but the action is consistent. Like, when the game starts, the action goes. It doesn't stop very often. It stops after a score, but it gets right back into it. There's no TV timeouts. It's the money aspect that's ruined the game. 
back when these guys didn't make that much money, the game was a lot better. I watched Dallas lose to San Antonio, and Curry missed, I think, a game-tying three. He's laughing, smiling. Popovich goes out, talks about how bad his team is, how bad they played. And by the way, Popovich, I don't need to hear your political views either. I don't really care about your political opinion. You are a basketball coach. If you don't have anything to say before the election, then just sit down and shut up and don't say anything now. I don't need to be hearing all of your opinions. If I have an opinion of yours I'm desiring, I'll go find it. I don't need to hear you tell me that you think uh, you can't believe that he was voted president. Well, you know what? You're not in touch with reality. All these guys that consistently say, uh, I don't know how this guy got voted for. I, I don't know. You know why? Because you're not in reality. You're a rich white dude. You don't know what it's like. You're a celebrity. You got everything. You got all the money in the world. You don't have to worry about a thing. You don't relate to the common man. That's why, you idiot. What, uh, Hillary Clinton gets Jay-Z and Beyonce and Katy Perry, Miley Cyrus, Lady Gaga. Do you think the common man gives a damn about those people supporting them? Really? I could care less who Lady Gaga votes for. Oh, you know what? I didn't know who to vote for president. But I heard Coach Popovich likes uh, Hillary Clinton. So I think I'm going to go that way. Because, you know, Coach Popovich and I are so similar. He's got, uh, I don't know, $40 million in the bank. And I got $40. We're so similar. And if he wants to go for Hillary, I think I should too. Because he and I have the same problems in life. He has the problem of uh, which house to go clean that day, which of his four. I have the problem of where am I going to get food today? Am I going to mooch off my neighbor or am I going to go buy my own food? Yeah, that seems like the same problem. So if he wants Hillary, I think that maybe I should too. Does that make sense to you? I mean, I would think that Jay-Z... And, and Dave Taylor have the same problems in life. I have the same exact issues that Lady Gaga has. So I, I, that's who I need to take my advice from. Somebody who's just like me. And then all those people voted the other way. They were in shock. This would have been the time for anybody to run for president, and Donald Trump took advantage of it. I don't know how I got back on this topic, but but the NFL's got major issues, and they're a bunch of morons, bunch of greedy little punks, just like that little clown at Dallas. I, I do not like Jerry Jones. He's a he's just a dirt ball. He'll he'll hide. He'll sign any player. Hey, uh, if Hernandez came out of jail because of a technicality, uh. Hernandez uh, just signed with the Cowboys. I mean, the Cowboys will sign anybody to win. Rapists, murderers, doesn't matter. Child abusers, domestic violence, hey, I don't care. Just come on in. And they'll disguise it by saying, oh, I just want to give them another chance. Whatever, you idiot. It's not about giving someone a chance. 
very hard to watch. I can watch games on Sundays because there's six of them on at once. But if I have to watch a football game on its own, that's tough. You cannot watch it unless you have fast-forward abilities. You cannot. When I watch the Super Bowl, the last four Super Bowls I've watched, I started the game two hours after after the game started. And it's much more pleasant. And you know what people say? Well, you must, like in the Super Bowl, you must enjoy fast-forwarding the commercials. Well, yeah, obviously, but the commercials sometimes are funny. But it's it's the actual game itself I'll fast-forward. Five, well, I know this is going to be a running play, so I'll just fast-forward it. Oh, they got the ball back. Uh, They're going to do this, run it three times, and hope the clock runs. So let's just fast-forward this and fast-forward to the part where they just kick it because you know they're not going to make any gutsy calls here. Coaches are conservative to a disgusting fault. Like the Rams. The Rams are up 10 nothing. They're in complete charge of the game. There's like eight minutes to go in the game. They're dominating. They're running the ball. They're dominating. It's like fourth and inches at the 30. And they can kick a field goal and go up 13, which is still only two scores. Or they can run it and get six inches and continue to run the clock and then maybe get a touchdown and win the game. I'll try and kick it, miss it, lose just hard to watch, man. Look, look at the Washington Wizards, how disgusting they are. Look at the NBA. The NBA is exactly what it has always been. It's the haves and the have-nots, in the, in, especially in the last eight years. It's the same old stuff. You've got stars on all these teams, and the teams still suck hideously. Let's go down the line. There's no chance for any of these teams. None. The, the, the Celtics suck. There's no chance for them. They have no chance. None. They can barely beat the Timberwolves, man. The Timberwolves are three years away. The Spurs look to have arguably the fifth best player in the league. Top five. Horrible. No chance. Dallas, no chance. None. Houston Rockets, no chance. Top five player in the league. No chance. Done. Zero. Memphis, I mean, nobody even knows Memphis is in the league. They're pretty good, actually. No chance. All these great players have no chance. Damian Lillard, no chance. None. Denver Nuggets, I don't even know who's on their team. They're hideous. Utah, no chance. Oklahoma City, best player in the league. No chance. Wizards, I don't know what's going on there. John Wall, Bradley Beal, no chance. Orlando, name me five players on that team. Good, because I'm a professional. You can't. Miami, losing to Philly. Yeah, that's no chance. Charlotte, yeah, name me five players on that team. Atlanta, nothing. Zero. Sacramento, great player, DeMarcus Cousins, top five player in the league possibly. No chance. Zero. No chance. Nothing. Lakers, hideous. Lakers are Lakers are playing for 10th place. Toronto, no chance. Zero. Knicks, no chance. You know, you know what these teams are playing for? They're playing for a chance to make the playoffs. The Knicks are playing to make the playoffs. That, that's their goal. 
Make the playoffs. You know what the Celtics' goal is this year? Win one round. Win a round of playoff games. That's it. Their goal is not to win a championship. Their goal is to get to the second round. The Clippers' goal, the goal for the Clippers, who are one of four teams with a chance, get to the finals of the Western Conference. That's their goal. And they won't get there. Take that to the bank. What's the uh, goal for the Sacramento Kings? Oh, my God. Playoffs. They make the playoffs. They'll throw a parade. What's the goal of the Denver Nuggets to win 30 games? What's the goal of the Timberwolves? 30 games. Maybe 35. Well, what's the goal for these teams? Utah, what's their goal? Playoffs. Just make the playoffs. You have no chance to win. None. The Boston Celtics have as much of a chance of winning the title. A 17-year-old AAU team. They're equal odds. Now, what Sacramento or what uh, Boston or what Chicago, I mean, if those teams want to have a chance, which team is close? Well, none. The Celtics want to win a championship. You know what they have to do? They have to get George and DeMarcus Cousins. There you go. No, not one of them. Both of them. The NBA is the worst league in all of sports. Someone just sent me a uh, someone just sent me a Twitter. I don't know what they call that. A Twitter text. Hey, coach, love the rant. Keep it going. Did you hear that in Massachusetts, a university is saying they have to take down the flags because it's racism? <laughs> I don't know if that's true. That just came on my uh, Twitter thing. I'll have to look at that. Uh, it didn't shock me that some idiot college student is probably protesting, saying that the flag is racist and it has to come down. So, yeah, it didn't shock me. Back to my rant. The NBA is the worst league, and it's not even close. But a bunch of losers in other countries or around the world think it's a great league. It's not. It's an embarrassment. It's a hideous league. Too many games that mean nothing. LeBron James taking days off. Nobody cares. Lackluster effort. Mediocre talent. And no drama. There is no drama. The NBA is about making money. That's it. The NBA is all about making money. They don't care about product, quality. Do you think anybody cares about that? Let's throw out as many commercials as we can. You know, my prediction, by 2025, the NBA Finals will be best out of 13. And the first round will be best out of nine. All in hopes of making more money. The NBA would be an easy fix. It's an easy fix. But it would mean less money in the owner's pocket and less money in the player's pocket. It'll never happen. Why is March Madness so great? Why is college football so great? 
as big of a problem as they have, it is a great product. March Madness is a great product. Win or go home. In the NBA, it's best out of a thousand. You will never have an upset in the NBA. The best thing in the NBA is game seven. Why? Win or go home. Game one, who cares? Game two, who cares? Game three, who cares? It doesn't get serious until a road team wins. It's just... It's really just very difficult to watch. It's hard to watch when you know the players don't care. The game is like 128 to 125. It's nobody, no, the, the players don't care. The owners don't care. No one cares. People are dancing, laughing, cracking jokes. There's only 10 games that matter in the year. There's only four games that have a chance to win in the first place. Only four teams. And that's if you count the Clippers. Gold State is Cleveland. It's San Antonio, and it's the Clippers, and San Antonio's looking bad. San Antonio's looking bad. The Clippers are are mentally weak. The Clippers have mental weakness. It's just, it's, it's Gold State and Cleveland, barring some massive injuries, and each team could afford one major injury and still be the best team in the league. And there'll be a regular season win or a loss. And everybody goes crazy. Everybody jumps up and down. And the games aren't even that good. You know what I do? I turn on the game. I see a bunch of missed shots. That's what I see. I turn on the NBA game, and I see guys that are wide open and just miss shots. I might as well watch a college game. By the way, Josh Jackson is probably the best player in basketball. He's a freshman at Kansas. I thought he looked really good in Madison Square Garden when I watched him play live, except he got some stupid technical and fouls. And and then 60 Minutes, you had the female soccer saying that we're being discriminated against and life isn't fair and it's sexism. Well, then go on strike. Go on strike and fight for your rights. Go on strike and say we're not being treated fairly, so we're going to go on strike and we're not going to play anymore and, and you're going to either pay us or not pay us. Uh, but we're not going to play anymore. You have the guts to do that. If you don't have the guts to do that, then shut up. You signed the contract. You guys signed a contract, and this is what you agreed to financially. That's just the way it goes. If you don't like the, if you don't like the way you're being paid, I think their contract is up at the end of the year. Then what I want to say, and do something about it, if you don't like the contract the way it is, then go on strike and say we're not – the baseball's done it, football's done it, basketball's going to do it. If you don't like the way things are going, then you go on strike. And then you see how, how much your product is in demand. We're not being treated fairly. The 60 Minutes piece kind of came off in a negative way to, for me towards the female players because they kept throwing up these stats and they were getting paid more than some of the men, but they played more games. They had to play more games, but they were not being paid equally. I hear the same thing with women's tennis. If you want to be treated equally, let's do that. 
if you want to be paid more, I'll tell you right now, if, 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 if the women's soccer team, which is far better than the men's, if they were attracting crowds and bringing in the revenue, then they should go on strike. If the WNBA, if they were selling out games and selling out the arenas and everybody was dying to get to a WNBA game, then they'd be getting paid for it. If they, were, if they had a product that people were dying to watch and, and just raking in the money, then they would, they would get paid more. cares about the WNBA? Nobody even knows it exists. You could ask the greatest sports fans in the world who won the WNBA championship. I would say 10% of the people know. But we're going to complain. Hey, if you, you know, if nobody's, going to, if nobody's going to come watch your games. If you're going to be treated by traveling with a, on a bus versus first class, you've got to fly coach, the men fly first class, then put that in your contract demands. You know why they didn't put that in their contract demands? Because they felt that the other people would say, nope, no contract, done, move on. If they think that they're being treated unfairly, then don't sign a new contract. If you do, then you deal with it. You don't, after the fact, point fingers and call out sexism. If you don't like the way things are going in your life, you do something about it. You don't point fingers and say racism, sexism. If your life isn't going well and you don't have money, go make some money. Well, I don't want to work that job. That's beneath me. Uh, Obviously not because... You're a loser that has nothing. So there's nothing that's beneath you. You are as low as you can get. I don't need you to hear you tell me that you need this, you need that. If you needed money, why didn't you get a job last year where you were making money instead of doing nothing, living at home, and working jobs you didn't get paid for? If you need money, go get money. Well, I couldn't because of this. Then deal with it. I don't want to hear you whine at me. I busted my ass to get the things I have. I had to work hard. There was a lot of bad days. You just deal with it, man. You get over it. Take a gamble on yourself. Put in the time. All you do is sit on your ass. You could be doing a lot of different things. You could be sending out emails. You could be looking for job interviews. You can be knocking on doors. You could be developing relationships. But you're sleeping, you stupid, lazy ass. What are you whining to me about? It's like, oh, that's all anybody does. It's like the new thing to do in the United States. If things don't go your way, you just complain. Then you hope somebody just gives it to you. So I don't know if that, that guy sent me that Twitter thing. I don't know if that's true. But I, if it's someone says to me that, that someone's saying that the American flag needs to come down because it shouldn't be risen during a, a campus, college campuses right now are the worst place to be. If I had a child going on to college, I'd be very worried about what university I'm sending my kid to because who knows what's going on there. Safe space. I mean, safe space where I come from if there, back in my day if there was a safe space that people went to because they had a rough day I think the, the bullies would be watching the safe space areas finding out who went there and then on their way home just walking up to them and saying hey uh, punk give me your money and the little safe space nerd would say here you go sorry I didn't mean to bother you 
I just wish we had a company, a, a country where it wasn't this way. Every time you turn around, you got to be very careful about what you say. Somebody made a comment to me yesterday and said uh, something like, man, if that guy keeps running his mouth, I'm just going to throw him off a tree. And I thought to myself, if, if I said this to him too, I said, you're lucky you didn't make that comment about an African-American because then you're in jail. You're go- That's racism. He's like, what are you talking about? I said, you can't mention the word tree, man. Come on now. He starts laughing because it was a black guy that said it. And he goes, yeah, but racism don't count because I'm black. I said, oh, I don't know about that now. Come on now. Are you a black Republican or a black Democrat? I mean, there's, a, there's all kinds of levels here. Anything you say can be twisted. Some idiot was going to get a car, I guess, the other day and drive and just run over people in uh, Times Square. They caught him like the, guy, like the guy did in Paris. But let's get back to the NFL. It's a hard game to watch, everybody, especially with as bad as the referees are. The Browns are an embarrassment. Steelers beat them last week. Cowboys are the best team in football. And don't tell me it's because of Dak Prescott and Elliott. Now, they are having phenomenal years, but people are just stupid. Fans are stupid. Prognosticators are stupid. Broadcasters are equally stupid. You put Dak Prescott on the Cleveland Browns, he's hideous. You put Ezekiel Elliott you, you, you take him off the Cowboys and put him on the Jacksonville Jaguars. He is a below-average running back. The reason why that team is so dominant is that offensive line. Man, you could put Jake Cutler back there at quarterback. He'd be doing fine. Don't get me wrong. They are good players, and they are having good years. But if they didn't have that offensive line, you wouldn't be hearing that. The Cowboys dominate because of the offensive line. The Lions barely beat the Jags. The Lions are like my new team. I'm always rooting for underdogs. I'm hoping the Lions can kind of pull this off. I don't think they can because they're perennial losers. But that was a big win for them, even though it was at home, because they usually lose games like that. Now, they have a big game at home against the Vikings on Thanksgiving. That's a massive game. Then at the Saints, they could win that. Then the Bears at home. At the Giants, at the Cowboys, bad news. Then Packers at home. What they have to hope for is that the Cowboys, second to the last game of the year, they don't need it. And they're going to arrest everybody. But I am rooting for the Lions. Because that's what I do as a sports fan. I root for the underdog. Colts beat Tennessee. That was Tennessee's real chance to kind of prove that they belonged. They couldn't do it. Bills beat the Bengals. Bengals are done. Amon Green out. Running back out. Done. Tampa beat the Chiefs because the Chiefs are not that good. 
The Chiefs get it done. They win every game by three or four points. They're barely good enough to win. The Chiefs are extremely overrated. The Bears and barely. I think the Giants are overrated. Cardinals are not good. Vikings are overrated. Dolphins beat the Rams because the Rams are one of the worst teams in the league. I don't care if they got four wins. They are a hideous offense to watch. Horrible coaching. I like Fisher. He's got to go. Fisher's got to go. It's a hideous team. Watching their offense is disgusting. 49ers are a mess. Seahawks look very good, but not as good as Dallas. Eagles are overrated, but but Wentz is 10 times the quarterback Goff is. Redskins look pretty good because the Packers look hideous. And you got to love those kickers. How is it possible that all you get paid to do, you get paid millions of dollars to, to just kick a ball that you can't kick a ball? I, I, I can see the outside elements causing problems, wind and all that. Okay, I get that. But if you're going to be missing kicks in a dome, and if you can't make extra points, I, you try to tell me you can't find 35, 40 people that can kick a ball consistently from 40 yards? You, you can't find that? I think it's hilarious. Kickers. So the schedule this upcoming week, you know, Thanksgiving Day is always a great day, but that last game looks pretty bad, although it's at Indianapolis. But if uh, if our boy's not playing a quarterback, then there's going to be some major issues there. Because Pittsburgh should dominate that. But if Andrew Luck's not playing... Minnesota at Detroit's a great game. For one of the few times in Thanksgiving, Detroit's relevant. Then the Redskins at Dallas should be a should be a good game, but Dallas should win. No more off days for teams. By the way, this year uh, there's three games on Christmas Day. So Christmas Day is a Sunday this year. We'll get into that later. We might come on the air Friday for Black Friday. Remember one year I, I broadcast live from downtown on a, on a Black Friday? That was pretty fun. But looking at the NFL games for the upcoming week, of games of significance, I mean, Buffalo's at home against Jacksonville. You would hope that Buffalo can win that and become relevant again. Chicago, we'll see how serious Tennessee is, if they're good or not. Cincinnati at Baltimore, two teams I don't think have a chance. Arizona at Atlanta, two teams on the fringe. Giants at Cleveland, you would hope they would win. Don't be shocked if Cleveland wins that game. Because the Giants have a tendency to mail it in. And they're not the most tough mental team. That that could be ugly. The Rams are going to get smashed in New Orleans because they can't score eight points, let alone keep up with Drew Brees. All you got to do to beat the Rams is score 10 to, 10 to 14 points. San Francisco at Miami. Miami should win that, and then all of a sudden they're relevant. San Diego at Houston. Phillip Rivers, maybe the most underrated quarterback in the NFL. I think Houston's overrated, but they should win. Seattle at Tampa. We'll see. Seattle should win. Carolina at Oakland. That'll be a great game. Oakland wins that. New England at the Jets. 
And then Kansas City at Denver. The Kansas City at Denver game is huge. And Denver, I think, will win that. I think Kansas City is just a step above the Rams. Even though the record is way better. And they have a great defense and hideous offense. College football standings will be announced today. But you want to talk about a great Saturday of football. We've been waiting for a while for this one. A lot of games on Friday. On Thursday, which is Thanksgiving, there will be LSU-Texas A&M. That's a decent game. Not a significant game, but a decent game. Then on Friday, you have Washington-Washington State. That's going to be a big game. Boise State at my Air Force. Boise is number 20. That's kind of a big game. Arkansas-Missouri is hideous. That's on CBS. TCU at Texas. Texas coach is fired. I said it when they lost to Kansas. You cannot lose to Kansas. Only chance he has is the players love him. Fired him right now, except they were afraid the players were going to walk. And I think they would have. So they will keep him until the end of the year, and then he's fired when the players can't protest. Nebraska at Iowa. Don't be shocked if Iowa wins. But the big game on Friday would be Washington, Washington State, 3.30 on Fox. And then we got the big games. Then you go to Saturday, and at noon, you have a playoff game. Michigan, Ohio State. Chances are both teams can get in if the game is tight. If the game is tight, both teams get in. If Ohio State blows out Michigan, Michigan's done. If Michigan blows out Ohio State, Ohio State's done. And Ohio State has complications. I believe Ohio State wins. They win, and Penn State wins. Penn State wins the Big Ten or goes to the Big Ten championship game. I don't know if you could take a team that didn't win their, their, their league. That's the big game at noon on ABC. At 3.30, you have two big games. Auburn at Alabama, which is obviously a big game. And it's 15 versus one, but the rivalry. And then you have Notre Dame-USC. That's a rivalry. And then you have Michigan State at Penn State. Michigan State, as bad as they are record-wise, almost beat Ohio State. And Penn State can't, take it, uh, can't relax against that. Because if Penn State relaxes, Michigan State beats them, Penn State season is over. Minnesota at Wisconsin, and Minnesota is not bad. That's going to be a good game. The 330 games are loaded. And then you go to the night games. At, on Fox, you have Utah at Colorado. That's a massive game to see who goes to the Pac-12 championship. I believe if Utah wins, USC goes. If Colorado wins, they go. Then you have Florida and Florida State, rivalry game, ABC, insignificant game. Florida's going to the SEC championship game where they will get blown out. But that's an insignificant game, but it's a good game. It's a rivalry game. They should have been smarter and moved one of those other games to that time slot, but whatever. 
But you got games all over the place there. And then when that when when this week's over, we're gonna have all of our answers, I would think. Because there's not too many games left after that. The biggest games on the schedule after this weekend, Oklahoma State at Oklahoma. That that would be the following week. And then there's only two weeks left. Then the last week is always Army-Navy. So there's only one week left after this week. So this week is everything. Oklahoma on December 3rd is the only game that matters. Now we're going to have some championship games. But this is all that matters. So Louisville's out of it. So then people have been emailing me, who do you see getting into this? Who do you get? Who do you see getting into the final four? Well, Alabama, the winner of Ohio state, Michigan. I mean, I don't, I mean, what do you guys, I mean, it's hard to predict. He has USC at 12, Louisville at 11, Oklahoma state at 10, Colorado, nine, Penn state, eight, Oklahoma, seven. What is the scenario? Well, the scenario would have to be the winner of Ohio State, Michigan loses in the Big Ten Championship. Clemson loses in the ACC Championship. I mean, there's not a lot of scenarios. Washington is at six. So if Washington beats Washington State, gets into the Pac-12 championship, has a rematch against USC and beats them, they could sneak in. That's their scenario. And they'd have to have someone lose in the process. It's not easy to to determine what these morons on the the committees are going to do. Clemson scenario... Uh, they don't really have one. I mean, they're already a four. They have to smash South Carolina at home and then smash North Carolina in the ACC championship game if that's who they end up playing or Virginia Tech. That's their scenario. Uh, Wisconsin is at five. Now, I don't know if that's really going to be when they put these stupid votes together. Wisconsin has to win the West, and that means beating out Nebraska and then winning the Big Ten Championship. That's their their chance. Wisconsin has Minnesota, which is not an easy game. Nebraska has at Iowa. Now, the, the, Wisconsin beat Nebraska, so that's why they would get in. So if Wisconsin wins and goes ahead and beats Minnesota at home, which they should, then they get into the Big Ten Championship. They get a rematch against Ohio State or Michigan, who they, they got beat by both of them close, both by a touchdown. So if they get the rematch on a neutral field and they win, then they're in. So they kind of control their own destiny. If they win their next two games, if they're really a five, then they're in. 
think if Clemson and uh, at Clemson and Alabama, they should be in. Then you're looking at Ohio State, Michigan. Like I said, if they're if it's a very close three point game, they're probably both in. How does Penn State get in? Here's how Penn State gets in. Ohio State beats Michigan. They get into the Big Ten championship game, and they blow out Wisconsin. That, that, that I could see them getting in in that scenario, which is amazing, because who thought they would have been in this mix? Outside of that, I don't think anybody else has a chance. Oklahoma. I mean, Oklahoma has, what, three losses? Two losses. So Oklahoma beats Oklahoma State. Let's say they smash them. They don't have a championship game. So they smash Oklahoma State, and all these other teams fall ahead of them. That's the only other way I could see it happening. They'd have they'd have to win, and everybody else around them would have to get beat. I mean, Alabama could lose in the SEC championship game. They're still in. It's not really significant at the moment. There's been some good games up till now, but nobody's going to care until college football's over. No one's going to be paying attention. There's some good games on during the middle of the day now because of all these tournaments. But nobody really cares. So I'm not going to really dive into college basketball full speed ahead until college football, until at least the uh, championship games are done. NBA, you know, you just look at the NBA schedule and you say to yourself, hmm, I wonder if there's any good games coming up. No. Usually the answer is no. Let's look at Wednesday on ESPN. San Antonio at Charlotte, Minnesota at New Orleans. Yeah, there you go. On Wednesday, the Lakers are at Golden State in a rematch. That should be a bloody bath. Um, Thursday, Thanksgiving, no games. Friday on NBA TV, Charlotte, Knicks, Golden State at the Lakers. The Lakers are going to play Golden State three times. And they're playing them back-to-back. That's good for the Lakers. Get them out of the way. Hey, Lakers beat them once. That, that, that's more than anybody could have predicted. But the, the, the Lakers will get beat on on Friday. Or, I'm sorry, on Wednesday by about 60. So, you know, what about Brock Osweiler? These guys are in the stands throwing out lasers. I mean, what are you going to do? Only way you can stop that is if the people around the guy doing it bust him. There's no way you can predict. I'm surprised you haven't heard that before. But it figures it wouldn't happen until you go to Mexico, right? Go to Mexico, lasers. How about U.S. soccer firing Klinsman? He has not done well. Good decision, my opinion. So that's pretty much all I have. Not much else to talk about. So looking at the rest of the week, 
I mean, you got the Thanksgiving football games, which would be great, Thanksgiving Day. And then you've got uh, some a decent game on Friday or two, and then Saturdays. Saturday is the day of the year, the biggest games of the year. Then Sunday, NFL, and then we're right back into, into the routine. But this is it. Uh, we're going to hear what the playoffs committee says. I predict – It'll be exactly like it was before with the exception of Louisville. It'll still be those four teams. And the college football is such an easy fix. Just the winner of each division, the winner of the Power Five conferences, the winner of those five. End of discussion. Just like basketball. The winner gets in. Whoever wins the bowl game or the playoff game, they're in. That's five. And then give me three at large. Now you've got eight, and there's nobody can, nobody can complain. Because if one of the teams gets screwed and doesn't get into the championship game, well, they can be in that large. The winner of those five get in. Then you get three wild cards. It's not rocket science here. The first game could be uh, the weekend of the Army-Navy game, which would be like the 10th. The second game, so that would take us down to four. The semifinals, or you can even skip a week. But the first game could be the 10th. The second round could be the 17th. And then you have the championship game two weeks later on the 31st or 1st. Done. No six-month wait. Done. Piece of cake. The games are being played over Christmas break, so they're not missing class. Done. They don't need to play in a bowl game because they're getting paid already. Done. Then on New Year's Day, January 2nd, you can have all your stupid other bowl games and get them out of the way. You can have all those other bowl games like you do every year, but you just have the first round of eight on the, on the 17th. I mean, on the 10th, sorry. Oh, they need more time to prepare. No, they don't. Trust me, they don't. All right, everybody. Another frustrating day. I'm already getting tweets. Can't wait to hear the reaction on this one. You know what we need? We need a former athlete to be president. That's what we need. A hardworking, no-nonsense, Bill Bradley type back in the good old days. But we need a former athlete to get there. Someone that understands winning and losing. Someone that's tough. I would have said Popovich, but, man, he kind of lost it on the on this uh, election. Tom Brady. So he deflates a ball. Who cares? Win the game. Yeah, that's kind of not a bad call. All right, that's all I have. We'll uh, wrap it up. Follow me on Twitter, at Coach Dave Taylor. Many of you are, and you're sending me your little messages. That's great. At Coach Dave Taylor. You can uh, follow me and subscribe to the podcast in iTunes. Get real with Coach Dave Taylor. Keep the emails coming. Coach Dave Taylor at yahoo.com. Let me see. What else is there? That's about it. I think we'll be on the air Friday, maybe. We'll have to wait and see. See if there's anything we're talking about. But that'll be a good day of Thanksgiving games. We can probably talk on Friday. 
NFC is Cowboys, Seahawks. AFC is Patriots and other. We don't know yet. I don't think it's going to be the Raiders. I hope it is. All right, everybody, I'm going to leave you with a song called Inside Out by Spoon. Enjoy it. We'll talk to you on Friday, if not, next week. Peace.
Judy was boring. Hello. Then Judy discovered Jumbacasino.com. It's my little escape. Now Judy's the life of the party. Oh, baby, mama's bringing home the bacon. Whoa, take it easy, Judy. The Chumba life is for everybody. So go to ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. You need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, 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 O'Reilly.